Hello, this is Maurice Harker. The episode you're about to listen to comes from a portion of our Eternal Warriors 3.0 workshop. Eternal Warriors is a training system designed to help you um, gain the skills to get your behavior, your life's actions in harmony with your value system so that you can be pleased with your day, pleased with your life, and even hear the voice of God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, enjoy. So some of them are like organic, meaning like sexual response is neither Satan or the Holy Ghost. It's just a voice that says, hey, I choose to participate in the, ma- the baby-making activity today. And you're like, I was working on an essay for college, and you popped that into my head? Really? That wasn't even on my mind. I'm sure that happens to you all the time, but that's usually a guy thing, okay? But I'm sure you have, I, I could sure use a cookie right now, like some version of randomness, okay? So randomness is not always satanic. Okay, sometimes it's just random, but the voice of the historian is not trying to do anything bad, but it can, that's why we call Satan the lobbyist. He doesn't sit at the table, he just talks to the entities at the table. Okay, so he's trying to take the organic elements of your brain and use them to his advantage to sabotage things. So we have this part of your brain that you might call it fear, but there's a very important member of your desk or your table called appropriate caution. You do not want to go through life without appropriate caution. You want to be conscientious about the dangers of the world. You want to be conscientious about things that could hurt your children. And so you never want that one to leave the table. But if the lobbyist comes up behind him and starts talking about, we're all going to die, we're all going to die, we're all going to die, that's when the influence of the dark side really stirs things up. So the voices at the table are not Satan. Okay? So that's why we want to separate them from, we want to separate Satan from them. These are all... When they do their job right, they are good voices. Okay? But sometimes they're in conflict with each other. For instance, I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good mother. Okay? My child wants to go roller skating. My husband wants to go on a date and go out for dinner at the very same time. Okay? I got two voices that are now in conflict, but neither one of them's bad. We have to coordinate with them. So most of what you're doing is a coordination. They're all good players. Sometimes they do their job wrong. Sometimes they're influenced by the dark side. But the goal is to be the president. The goal is to be in charge of all of them and tell them when to talk, when to not talk. To listen to them in useful situations. Okay, you know who I need to hear from more? Like in my case for many years, I need to talk to charity more often. I need to have a little bit of a one-on-one, and then I need charity to talk to the whole group and start affecting everyone because they're just in there quiet. I know you're here because sometimes you actually care about people. I actually, I've seen you. It's 30 seconds per week. 
So we, we want to step that up a little bit. Unfortunately, there are a lot of schools of thought where being aware of it is enough and supposedly it's supposed to get in line with the rest of the table just by knowing it's there. My experience with my brain and most people is they need a little more supervision than to just let them show up at the table. Okay. And yes, there's a lot of women who have gone through their lives prioritizing being a good wife over protecting their own sanity, which leads them into a position of betrayal trauma. So for 15 years, for 20 years, they go, okay, when in doubt, let yourself get hurt so that your husband is taken care of. Let yourself get hurt so your husband's getting taken care of. Okay. And so the imbalance of that makes the table chaotic. Okay. Now only you can get personal revelation on the balance. And this is where it's really important to stay out of your spouse's head. Stay out of your spouse's head. The process that is necessary for the meticulous growth and change inside of one person's head is a very sacred space. We may not have time to go through all of this today, but I want you to look through it slowly and take it to God and have your sacred personal development sessions. And you're going to start getting microsurgery level revelations that are impossible to explain to other humans. When I'm working careful work with husbands and wives, I say, listen, you only have a right to ask one question about the other person's development, which is just reassure me that you and God are doing your work. I don't need to know the details of it. Just make reassure me that you guys are having your planning sessions and then I'll stay out of it. Because there's nothing more aggravating than having someone else give their mortal opinion of your divine work. Okay? And you want to be really careful with this. May I recommend one of the most blasphemous things you can do is to override someone else's divine work with your opinion of what they should be working on. Now, I'm just going to insert this for just a second. Every once in a while, I see a couple experience one of the most glorious versions of intimacy called spiritual intimacy. Okay, what spiritual intimacy actually is when there's a safe enough environment that you can actually share your spiritual work with another person and they will respond to it with reverence and respect. And they'll go, wow. You and God are working on some phenomenal things I can't even comprehend. All I can do is say that's amazing. Well, what do you think? Do you think me and God are working on the right stuff? Oh, I am not answering that. I am not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I don't have the wisdom to know whether or not what you're working on is right. I'm too, I've got too much work of my own. I got the beam in my own eye, let alone the moat in yours. Okay. But the first step to this, when I'm trying to move individuals in this progression, is I use this concept here. We need to get you really good 
at using personal revelation. So let me just breeze through this really fast. I want to show you how these steps are done briefly, but the most value you'll gain from it is by studying it on your own time. Okay. So just touching base with these steps here. Okay. Make sure you do it in loops. Okay. Try it line upon line. Responding to change, let it be. It growth depends on change. Collaboration, interviewing all the voices in your head, just getting better at having them work together. Values driven, making sure it's the, the process you're working towards is one that is improving you as a being. For instance, adding people to the table, the cabinet that are improving value, firing people that are not. Don't want to talk about that one much. That one's covered involving these are a little bit of overlap in the concepts where I was trying to get down to this piece here presiding in your own brain steps using the DPAR you're going to see discover plan act reflect and repeat all right I've broken this down into several pieces to make the process a little more meticulous for those of you who like meticulous processes, right? For instance, discovering your inner cabinet. This is just a detailed walkthrough of what we've already been through. Identify the voices, get familiar with the strengths and weaknesses, pray and reflect, decide whether or not you want to be in there, be open to change, getting rid of people and adding people. As you gather the information, then you start to turn it into a plan. We start writing stuff down. Let's make a plan. We have our big long action list. Too many things in our discovery list in order to us to be able to follow through on. We start pulling them onto the plan menu. Here's what I'm gonna work on next. I've been studying this really cool method for prioritization. Sometimes you can do it instinctually. Sometimes you can do it through a more meticulous process, a more mathematical process, depending on your style. But the idea is to simplify you only working on the, the next three things that matter. You only work on the next three things that matter. Don't try to cover everything. And then you create these task lists for yourself that are reasonable. Okay. And then if I may express with almost tears, the awareness through the revelations of the prophets that everything you're not getting done is being attended to by ministering angels so it's okay if the limitations of your mortality have it so that you can't get everything done if there's one concept i hope to pass on to you with our modern type a personality get everything done psychology don't, not only I encourage you not to, but you don't need to panic over what you don't get done. Okay. One of the most glorious elements of the atonement is everything you don't get done will be taken care of. Even everything you don't get done today. The gospel was intended to bring you peace and joy today so that you can relax and enjoy today so if you only walk as fast as jesus did can you imagine some life coach coming up to christ and saying i've been following you around and i have several recommendations on how you could get more done 
anyone see a glitch to that idea? Okay. Can we not observe that getting more done was never Christ's goal? That's a Western concept. That's a distorted American concept. It was never intended for your goal to get more done. So if Christ's goal wasn't to get more done, what was it? There's your challenging ponder question for the week. If he wasn't trying to always get more done, what was he trying to get done? You have just listened to an episode from the Eternal Warriors 3.0 workshop. There are many of those where those came from. Continue listening to this podcast or go to Eternal Warriors Life-Changing Services in a Google search and you will find ways to join that class. We meet weekly for an hour and train in these amazing eternal principles. See you there.